She may be a native Texan or not. We're not sure. But we do know she started the Fredericksburg Tea Party in 2009. She's a student of fine equine. And she's a true believer in correcting Matt whenever it's needed. This is the Angela Smith Show with special co-host Matt Long. Good morning, Matt Long. Good morning, Angela Smith. I'm telling you, it's a pretty, it's a shorts day out there. You think? Yeah. Dude. It, it was, for you, it was windy and cold or something yeah, like that. a quilted jacket on. A quilted jacket on. <laughs> I'm in my shorts and t-shirt. Listen, we have a an amazing uh, program lined up for you today. In fact, we're just going to get right on it because we have so much to talk about. We have uh, Representative Ellen Troxclair, who's going to be calling in here in about uh, probably seven or eight minutes, and so we're looking forward to talking to her. Um, but right now, <clears throat> right now, right now, let's try that again. Um, we got all kinds of exciting things going on um, tonight. This is man, this is going to be rocking tonight. Moms for Liberty at St. Joseph's Hall. At six now, they're gonna. They're. I think everything starts at six thirty. Did you get an email from Tara yesterday about this event, Angela? Well, let me take a look, Matt, because um, I am going to be going to that to to tonight. So I better. Yes, quick note. Please try and arrive between six and six twenty-five to check in. Um, they have food for the event, but they want to start promptly at six thirty. Six thirty. All right. So there you go. Um, show up uh, after 6, uh, but be ready to sit down and get started at 6.30. Yes. We know as Fredericksburg Tea Party how important it is to start on time. Well, let's put it this way. We made it a priority yes, to start dead nut on time every single time. Yes. And um, we and uh, we've made it a priority to end at eight o'clock yes. every time, yes. or whatever time it was. And uh, we stuck pretty good to that. We've and been real good at that. In fact, we that eight o'clock is so easy because we can we can, you know, the meeting's over, but people stand around for at least an hour. Right. Oh yeah, <laughs> just hanging cool. out visiting. So that's the best that. part. So anyway, it will start on time tonight, and. Um, so there you go, Moms for Liberty. Listen, if you want to get involved locally, if you you know my thing, I'm I'm hounding on you to get your happy butts to Austin at least once a week. No, let's put it this way: at least once every session, okay? At least once. There you a, go. I'm going to start out easy. Once every two years, would you go to Austin with me? Well, let's we'll just start it out easy. This so you don't even have to go to Austin if you if you can't even commit to one day every two years. Listen, Moms for Liberty works locally. They work locally. Now they work state level as well. I know they've already started, that Tara's already started working with uh, Representative Toth. And, yes. and, um, and so they're they, very busy. Yeah, Tara's very busy on that. But Moms for Liberty is very, very locally focused. And so this is a, this is your way to get engaged right here locally. You don't have to leave town. Um, and, uh, go tonight, you need to find out all about it. You do. And this, I, Matt, the reach for Moms for Liberty is across the hill country. Okay. Yeah. We know it's in Fredericksburg, but if you're in Kerrville, if you're in Llano, even in Mason, um, check out Moms for Liberty, um, Gillespie County, um, when you're on online, because you, that is an excellent resource. Absolutely. So tonight, Moms for Liberty, St. Joseph's Hall in Fredericksburg, 
And uh, tomorrow night, or no, 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 man, I'm telling you what, tomorrow's packed. I'm going to be up at Austin. I'm going to be leaving after the uh, Moms for Liberty tonight. I'll be in Austin in the morning. Um, True Texas Project is going to be doing their um, their uh, semi-regular training. I kind of know about five or four or five days ahead of time <laughs> which which Tuesdays they're going to be training. Well, tomorrow they're going to be doing the training, but listen carefully. It's not in the Capitol building. It is two blocks north. It's in the Department of Agriculture's conference room. Yes. So we're going to Sid Miller's office. Oh, great. And Sid Miller is actually a friend. He's a good guy. He is a good guy. Sid Miller's one of the good guys. So we're going to be meeting in his conference room. That training starts at 10 o'clock and goes to noon. The address is 1700 North Congress. 1700 North Congress. I believe that all made it into the Fredericksburg Tea Party newsletter. Yes, it That you be should today, be getting likely. today. Mm-hmm. All right, so that's in there. Now, I will not be there till about probably 10 till 11 or so because my schedule and my commitment is to be in the rotunda every single Tuesday from 10.15 to 10.30. And so I will do my uh, radio program uh, from the parking lot, head over to the rotunda. I will sit there for about 10 to 15 minutes, and then I will head out the north door of the Capitol and head up to 1700 Congress. Um, my part of the training tomorrow is TLO, Texas mm-hmm. Legislature Online, which, by the way, I'm, I, even after, I was started to say 10 years, but it's more like eight years, even after eight years of TLO, I'm still learning new tricks on it. And oh, so. Sure. The, um, I spent a lot of time on it this weekend. So that is tomorrow morning um, at 10 o'clock to noon and uh, at 1700 North Congress. You can still park in the Capitol Visitors parking lot. All and right. I guess, Matt, what you're saying is you're going to be in the rotunda. So if someone wants to meet you there, and yes. you can, we you can walk can up, help them over, help them find that building. Yep. And if you know where the building is, then go ahead and get there by 10. And sure. uh, But if you don't, you want to meet me, then we'll walk over there together from the rotunda at 1030. Tomorrow night, we have the uh, Biederman, uh, the Barbie Biederman Appreciation um, <laughs> Gathering at Jack's Chop Shop. Now, Angela, a lot of, uh, that's in, uh, in Fredericksburg, Fredericksburg, 505 West Main. A lot of people think that, you know, it's the, uh, the, 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 the elected one who gets all the pressure and has to, yes. has to do, uh, you know, is the one that's really out there sacrificing. No, I'm telling you right now, it's the spouses that yes. make more sp- sacrifices. Um, I'm sure that Barbie had a big say as to whether Kyle could run or not. I'm sure she had to. <laughs> I know Barbie and Kyle really well. And uh, if Barbie seven years ago would have said, no, you're not running, Kyle, he wouldn't have ran. And uh, so the sacrifices the spouses make is absolutely amazing because their lives get completely turned upside down and and changed and so i'm calling it the barbie biederman appreciation uh thing and uh kyle will be bonus we'll say thank you to him too but uh listen guys you know i'm teasing but uh yes we got to recognize the spouses and the works they do folks uh we're gonna take a let's see wednesday we'll catch this one wednesday night at six o'clock liberty in action 
um, is going to be uh, meeting at the uh, Acapulco Mexican Restaurant in um, Kerrville. That's this Wednesday at 6 o'clock. Folks, we'll uh, have some more things to talk about on your schedule at the end of the program. And uh, But right now the phone's ringing and we want to get to our representatives. So y'all hang on. We'll be right back. He doesn't just complain into a microphone. Blah, 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 blah. Matt Long on the Hill Country Patriot. The Hill Country Patriot. There you go. That's a way to fire off a Monday with a little bit of Ted Nugent. And um, it is an honor for me to have my representative and Angela's representative as well. And the representative for a big chunk of the Hill Country. And that is our uh, Ellen Troxclair, Representative Troxclair. Good morning and welcome to the Matt Long Show. All right, you bet. So, um... We are um, sitting in the bunker here on a beautiful morning. Are you guys up at the Capitol today? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We're, we're here. We're working um, no matter what. I know there was some, some uh, discussion about whether or not we'll be on the floor more this week. And, man, I can tell you when we're not on the floor, we are having back-to-back meetings. We're talking with constituents. We're doing radio shows. Um, and we have a bill filing deadline coming up very quickly here in two weeks. So we're frantically working to make sure that the bills that we have in the hopper over at the Legislative Council are um, corrected, edited, ready to go, and ready to be filed before that deadline. So there was um, a lot of talk, you know, and there's. I, I'm really always quick to say that maybe I don't have all the information about something, and I have passed a judgment and made decisions without all the information before. And so we wanted to ask you about <clears throat> we wanted to ask you about the two weekends, two weeks in a row where you uh, voted for a five day weekend. what what is what is are we missing something there, Representative Troxclair? What's the story on that? Yes, well, I just want to say, man, I wish I, I wish I, I wish I got a five day weekend, but um, that is not uh, the the House and the Senate actually have both had the same schedule, so this isn't a this isn't a you know something that the House is doing that they're not working. In fact, right now, because of the constitutional prohibition from us considering bills before sixty days, except for the emergency items. Um, we are starting our committee hearing. We don't have bills to consider on the floor yet. So really, when we're convening, uh, you know, when, we're, when we have to be on the floor and, and we're doing ceremonial recognitions, which is great. I did a, did a resolution to recognize our sheriff who came to visit the Capitol. Um, we're recognizing different, univers- different groups that are coming through. Mm-hmm. But we're spending an hour or two on the floor just, saying hello to people in the gallery. Uh, Meanwhile, for me, the real work is really happening, again, back in my office, making sure uh, that we're finalized, that we have all our ducks in a row, and meeting with, I mean, meeting with tons of people. Also, you know, we had our committee here, our committee assignments, and so now that I know where I'm going to be serving, I want to make sure that I am fully up to speed on 
the agencies, the issues, the budget uh, for those two committees, Homeland Security and Public Safety, which of course includes border and Second Amendment issues and police issues, uh, as well as cultural recreation and tourism, which is over state parks, um, tourism issues and things like that. So um, lots of work being done, and I do anticipate with committees starting to meet this week in both the House and the Senate, um, you know, we, if we if we already weren't at breakneck speed, you know, pedaling under the water, I, I, mm-hmm. I'm imagining a duck pedaling under the water, mm-hmm. um, we're, we're about to really take flight and um, hopefully be on the floor even more as we get bills uh, out of committees and passed on the floor. So Thursday, there was a first reading of about 700 bills on the House floor. Um, and I know how that goes. Um, they, that poor little girl who gets there up there. Do, Ellen, do they have a special school that teaches um, young ladies? And it's always young ladies. I have not been in a legislative session where I've seen that bill reader or whatever they call them um, up there being a gentleman. But do they have a special school to treat, teach those ladies how to speak that fast? Gosh, it seems like it. Because when I when I saw that she was doing seven hundred bills in one day, I, I said a little prayer for her. So, uh, yeah, we ha- we do have that legislation referred now um, to those committees, and I I think you know I don't know. Part, part of me is torn because part of me is like, man, government meets citizens are usually <laughs> not better off. You know, be, mm-hmm. be be careful what you ask for because I've grown up thinking no, the less government meetings, the better. But uh, this this session, you know, we only have like 90, 100 days left. You may mm-hmm. be keeping closer track, but uh, we have some really pressing issues to get a, a, across the finish line, and I'm pretty laser focused on making sure that we're protecting our kids and securing our border and, uh, and yeah, banning vaccine mandates. I mean, there's a there there are quite a few things that we need to make sure that we're getting done, and I'm hoping thanks to I, we, we can consider bills that are emergency items identified by the governor. So mm-hmm. when Governor Abbott released his seven emergency items at his state of the state, those things are going to be hopefully flying through the process. Um, and and the things that are filed later, you know, things that are filed this week and next week are going to come a little bit later. But I'm, re- I'm ready to work. I'm chomping at the bit. So um, just a quick uh, uh, question. So... When the 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 um, uh, the governor announced his seven priorities, was there basically did someone start scooting through all the house bills that have been filed to see which ones apply to his priorities? I'm just trying to think of the logistics because people started filing bills in November, and I'm sure a lot of them had to do with uh, in one way or another with the governor's uh, list of of priorities that he came out with last week is that kind of how that works i i would assume so i will admit that i am not in the uh you know the, the highest up meetings where they're deciding kind of which weight which bills to throw their weight behind uh-huh. uh, i know for example there is a school an education freedom parent empowerment school choice bill um, that is going to be filed soon. I'm uh, eagerly awaiting that, but they're again they're 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 making some corrections to the previous draft, and so yeah. as soon as that one is filed, I'm guessing that's the bill that the governor will want to uh, get behind for school choice, and then some other things uh, like banning vaccine mandates. I think he's supporting Representative Brian Harrison's bill, which I've signed on to as a co-author to to make sure that. 
We are free from medical mandates here in the state of Texas. So I think it's a combination of both, depending on the issue. But, yes, we can go ahead. Those bills that have to do with those priorities, they can be, uh, hopefully, I will say, hopefully the committee chairman can make sure that those bills are heard sooner rather than later. They can be voted out. And then most importantly, once they get to the calendars committee, those bills having to do with those subjects can can be expedited and can be can go ahead and be put on a calendar for, for a floor vote. So okay. we're we're awaiting waiting those steps. Hopefully, hopefully I'll have more information you know here by the end of the week. I think I think we're going to start to move pretty quickly here. All right, that sounds good. We're looking forward to that, Angela. <clears throat> yeah, let me speak to that just a little bit, um, Ellen. Um, according to um, Representative Tenderholt. Um, He's afraid that we're going to run out of time. Uh, we've got so much work to do. We've got so many pressing issues. We've got the governor's priorities, but we've also got the Republican Party of Texas priorities. Um, yep. Dade Phelan came out with his priorities, which um, are questionable and hard to um, even describe. But how do you feel about this? I mean, at this point, do you believe that we are going to be able to meet um, the conservatives' uh idea of what good legislation meaningful legislation is going you know out of this session are we going to be going into a special i man i'm going to do everything that i can to make sure that we get some of these priorities past the the finish line within the regular session and i mean i guess that is the good thing about the governor you know naming those seven it's like if those if the, if those seven don't get across the finish line i do anticipate he would call us back for a special session um in my experience i mean every Sessions a little different. Every speaker is a little different. I I will say that this seems to be you know because I worked at the I worked at the Capitol for about ten years before mm-hmm. um, I went on to other things and now I'm back up there. But it, but it's it's not my first rodeo. This seems to be about when things really start moving. So I it, it seems like we're about on track um, of what I've experienced in previous sessions. It really is going to come down to. I mean, honestly, I think politics now, um, you know, are the Democrats going to try to walk out again? Are they've elected an extremely, um, I wouldn't say, I, I think, I think divisive is maybe a good word, but they've elected an extremely divisive leader of their Democrat caucus, uh, who has said, you know, very clearly that they're willing to walk out again. So it's just like, how do we, how do we ensure that we get these things across the finish line and that we are not, um, held hostage to a game of politics that has really nothing to do with with policy, and that's that's the um, where I'm worried that we'll get distracted, and that's where Governor Abbott can really step in and say, "Hey, you, if you want to leave, go for it." But guess what? I'm going to call you back again and then again and again and again and again before you get these things passed. Mm-hmm. So, um, the the good news, Angela, I shared with you on Friday, but I'm not sure that I have told Matt yet. Um, I have joined the Freedom Caucus. So I'm very excited to be working with that group of um, completely dedicated conservative representatives that Good. have put out a very conservative agenda um, of their of our priorities that we're going to be working day and night to get across the finish line. I personally have filed bills to get porn out of our schools to end socialist programs in Texas to use the state surplus to give it back to the taxpayers by buying down property taxes and reducing Robin Hood. And then I've signed on to a whole host of bills that have pretty much every bill 
that I see that has to do with one of the Republican Party priorities, I'm, I'm signing on to it. Um, protecting girls in sports by making sure that biological men can't compete against them. Uh, ending vaccine mandates, reigning in rogue DAs. Um, yeah, my, my approach is I do not care. I truly, I truly do not care if my name is on it or not. I just want my girl, <laughs> I just want my kids to, um, to maintain their freedom and, uh, to grow up in a Texas that we can all be proud of. So I'm getting behind. I don't need to file everything in my own name. Right. Um, if there's a, if there's a gap, I'm filing it. If there's someone else who's filed it, who I think I, who I think can get it passed. I'm signing on and helping them in any way I can. And so that's why I made the decision to join the Freedom Caucus, because I think there's strength in numbers in making sure that we are really articulating those conservative priorities and getting them, um, get, making, making, ensuring that they're more conservative, that they are, they maintain their, uh, you know, sometimes things get changed in committee or changed on the amendments on the floor and mm-hmm. voting in a block of people can really help us make sure that we, um, stay true to the intentions of the original bill. All right. That sounds good. Let me ask you one more question. Um, I know you have a busy day. Um, you are, there's a new committee. It's a select committee, community safety committee. That's pretty awesome. Oh, yeah. You got onto that committee and uh, it's got 34 bills that have been referred to it so far out of that, uh, top 700, 34 of them went to, <clears throat> went to this. They all seem to be related to firearms, every single one of them. I mean, there's a couple of them. There's not a one of those that doesn't have firearms or handgun or something in it. Um, These bills normally would have gone to other committees, and I find it kind of interesting that there's a, a... special committee on community safety do you know what is um do you know what day that this group is going to be meeting on you know i don't but i did i I haven't seen that notice yet but i I will tell you it appears to be that committee is made up of homeland security and public safety members also chaired by the same chairman ryan guillen Mm-hmm. as well as four other members who have either had some kind of high-profile um, gun violence in their districts, or and then uh, Chairman Dustin Burroughs, who led the Uvalde shooting um, committee. So it, it definitely seems like it is set up to have some kind of response to the shootings that we've seen. Uh, I think I'm the only one on there with young kids uh, only woman you know only mom with young kids on there so hopefully uh, and my, my husband is from Uvalde so we still have family there and very close to that issue so um, I think it is critical I'm, I'm guessing that all of the legislation that has to do with firearm access um, or and hope, hopefully other things hopefully it's not just firearms hopefully we're able to focus on mental health and some other issues that we know contribute to these people you know going going crazy mm. but i i intend um i intend to be an absolutely fierce advocate for our second amendment rights um while making sure that our kids are protected and that those who wish them harm are absolutely i um, prevented and then held responsible but i i i want to be clear that i hope that this committee will not conflate the two because um, I do not think that in, intruding on our Second Amendment rights will make anyone more safe. In fact, you know, we've seen that a lot of these things happen in, in gun-free, gun-free zones, zones where nobody else has the ability to p- protect themselves. So 
um, I, I will be making sure that um, nobody is <laughs> nobody is coming for our Second Amendment. Well, you've um, it's uh, real interesting. Um, there you have on one of those committees, and I won't name names, but there's a Democrat on that committee who has filed I don't know how many anti-gun bills already. In fact, when I was looking at the first couple of hundred bills filed. This uh, representative, uh, whose name kind of uh, rhymes with uh, Wood Slim, um, and uh, she's filed a whole bunch of uh, anti-2A bills, and here she is on this special select committee. I hope you guys uh, can stay on top of that, because uh, this woman does not like firearms. Um Angela, one we're, one last question. We're keeping um, our representative Troxclair overtime on the line. Angela, you got one to close it up? Well, I am excited to hear that you will be working with the Freedom Caucus. Um, in the past, that's been the uh, that's been the, the go to uh, to get these really very conservative um, bills passed and and worked on. How do you feel about the RPTs? Um, uh, priorities is what i'm wanting wanting to hear from you about how how do i you cut out for just a second how how do i feel about the The rpt's priorities priorities? yeah and how are we going to how are we going to make sure that those that those get across the line because in the past we just haven't we've again i'm going to go back to that that old line we ran out of time right right um my my strategy um is to like i said just sign on because even even if I'm not carrying the bill, if you have a, a, a several people, you know, more than a handful of people signing on to the bill, either as a joint author or as a co-author, that can help show support for the bill and get yes. them out of committee um, across the finish line. I do think, you know, while while we were not ex- successful in um, being able to have all Republican committee chairs there, we do have fewer, 13 to 8, I think, and... Uh, most of the big committees are chaired by Republicans, so I am hoping that that will set us up for more success in getting these things passed. Um, and and yeah, it's strength in numbers. I'm just like every every bill that um, we're seeing that has to do with those RPT priorities, we're we're signing on to, and that's you know that's a that's and and I'm encouraging my colleagues, anybody who sits near me, and of course the Freedom Caucus, we're also tracking um, all of those bills as well. So that's I mean. That's yeah. what we. That's what we. What we have in our power to do is to show that support, even if it's not our bill, um, sure. to be public about it. Uh, and we'll see. We'll see. We, we. You know. I think we did. We'll see over the next couple of weeks. Um, I think people are, like I said, we're going to get moving pretty quickly here. So mm-hmm. uh, it, it's really towards the end that something always happens. Something always happens towards right. the end of session that uh, throws a kink into the plans. And so I'm, I'm cautiously optimistic. Uh, but it seems like the House and Senate are at least tentatively working together. A lot of those things that happen at the end have to do with drama between uh, you know, the governor, lieutenant governor, and and the speaker, kind of House and Senate infighting. And um, we are hoping to avoid that this session. It seems like the lieutenant governor has been very careful about uh, making sure that they're on, that he's on the same page. And, um, and of course, that's, that, well, anyway, I could go off on that for a long time, but uh, <laughs> we will, we just got to get these bills out of committee. Um, that's, that's the next step. Now that these things are meeting, we got to make sure that we have our, that we get them on a committee calendar that people show up to testify in favor of them and that they're voted out that very next week. Sounds good. 
uh, Representative Troxclair. Um, one, uh, give you, um, uh, I lost my words. Um, is there, do you, give you the final word, is there anything you want to say to your uh, listeners here that are tuned in in the Hill Country? Yeah, just I just want to say thank you so much for uh, the feedback, the support, the encouragement for being willing to come to the Capitol, being willing to speak out. I, I mean, as I said at the Lincoln Reagan event on Friday there in Gillespie County, it's not, you know, America and Texas are what they are, not because of one person, not because of one leader, one king, one president, but because the people have never have never given up and have never um, become satisfied with the continual loss of their freedom. So it's, it's up to us. It's not, I mean, yes, I'm blessed to be in a position that um, you elected me to, and I'm going to work every day to, to make you proud and to follow through on my campaign promises. But my, I'm still only one voice. And without you guys continuing to push, um, I know we won't be as successful as we could be otherwise. So thank you. I know everybody's busy, um, and I appreciate everybody taking out time from their day to be advocates for what we know is important and for keeping our state safe and our kids safe. So follow, you can, oh, also, you can follow me um, my, uh, by signing up for my email, email list, which is on my website, troxclairfortexas.com. And then I try to post uh, frequent updates on my social media as well. You can find me at Ellen Troxclair. So I do my best to keep you in the loop and um, welcome you to my office anytime you're up at the Capitol in E1208. All right. Uh, Ellen, thank you so much for time. We appreciate it. Thank you. Talk to you all soon. Mm-hmm. Bye-bye. Protecting Texas for future generations. Matt Long on the Hill Country Patriot. You know what they say, if you can't stand the weather, get out of the kitchen. I don't know. That doesn't make any sense, does it? <laughs> the weather. <laughs> Couldn't stand the weather. Just get out of the kitchen. Uh, so um, I want to aim you guys at a, a really good website, and uh, it is uh, called um, grassrootspriorities.com. Grassrootspriorities.com. On there, you will find all kinds of good stuff that has to do with the priorities of the Republican Party and of the grassroots. Um, this is put together by Grassroots America, We the People, our good friend Joanne, yes. as well as um, who else? We have some SREC people working on this as yes. well. Jill. Jill Glover. Jill Glover. Yes. and she, uh, she is actually the chair of the uh, Priorities Committee mm-hmm. for the RPT. They have put her... They've given her this job, mm-hmm. and then she has all the subcommittees under her, which which go back to every priority that came out of the state convention last year. So they've got some great, um, they've got some excellent little three-minute, two-and-a-half-minute videos on every single um, priority on there. We've got one, Protect Texas Elections, Stop the Magnets, Ban the Mutilation of Kids, Stop sexualizing uh, Texas voters, say, ban Democrat chairs, 
All of those are priorities. Let me just give you a a flavor of one of them, uh, Protect Texas Elections. And this is video, but I have uh, played through them, and they will all work well as audio. So um, check this one out. This is called Protect Texas Elections. In Texas, it's not a felony to commit election fraud. It is a felony in Florida. It is a felony in other states. During the last legislative session, the Texas Republicans failed to make illegal voting a felony and instead quietly reduced the penalties. And for this reason, committing election fraud in Texas is not a felony, but a misdemeanor. Resisting arrest and unlawfully carrying a weapon are also Class A misdemeanors. And while these are serious issues, election fraud steals your voice and your representation. It is a far more serious threat as Florida and other states have recognized in their laws. This is why the number one priority from Texas Republicans is to secure our elections. Restore felony penalties and enact civil penalties for election code violations. When Texas Republicans convened last summer, They insisted that this priority be job one for our elected Republicans, who once again hold the majority in our Texas legislature. But there's a problem with our elections in Texas. The places where election fraud is most likely to happen, the large urban areas, have the sole jurisdiction to prosecute election fraud cases. Our Attorney General does not have that jurisdiction. Do you trust district attorneys who let their criminals run loose in our cities to prosecute election fraud? The all-Republican Court of Criminal Appeals voted 8-1 to that our Attorney General does not have the power to prosecute election fraud, with only Judge Kevin Yeary dissenting. Our Attorney General must be free to pursue election fraud in Texas, and we must restore felony penalties. Over 95% of Republican voters statewide want this change. To make this happen, we must amend our Constitution. Election integrity is everything. Free and fair elections in Texas demand that our elected Republicans fight for this. If this matters to you, then join us in urging our elected Republicans to do the right thing for Texas. Go to grassrootspriorities.com to send your representatives a personalized email urging them to pass our Republican priorities. There you go. This is from grassrootspriorities.com. I'm going to give some little kudos out because, uh, you know, I get pretty rough on people out here uh, sometimes. Uh, the Honorable Andy Murs seems to gather quite a bit of my wrath as we look at his voting record. Um, and I just want to say something very positive for Andrew Murr this morning. He filed uh, House Bill 39, um, which means he got up early in the morning and got in line to get that filed because you don't get a number like that unless you're man, unless right. you are right there. And that other representative whose name Goodwin that I wasn't going to mention to, you know, I didn't want to put Troxclair on the line of having bad-mouthed uh, fellow uh, committee members, but that that uh, woman is uh, Vicki Goodwin and has filed every anti-gun yes. law you can find and is going to be probably sitting right next to Troxclair on that committee. Um, but anyway, Andy Murr, House Bill 39, he got it up there. Um, oh, and so did, that's where Goodwin came in. She was at the front of the line, too. 
Goodwin had all these anti-gun bills that have all these low numbers. So she was right on top of that. So MERS up there, House Bill 39, and it's a very, very simple bill. And all it says is it has one word struck out. Let me get it out. It has, um, it has Class A misdemeanor struck out, and this is election fraud. Um, remember, they did that to us last year, mm-hmm. they, that last minute. Yeah. It went into conference. It was a felony in the, the House and the Senate, and it went into conference and came out a misdemeanor. Yes. And it was rushed to the floor. Yes, by, by a Republican. By a Repu- oh, yeah, by a Republican, rushed to the floor where they quickly had a vote before any of the grassroots people could take a look at that bill and say, wait, 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 wait. How did you turn it into a, how did you turn it into a, into a misdemeanor? And so Andy Murr, House Bill 39 is, changes all that to a state jail felony. So Andy Murr, thank you very much. Now, Will he get behind it? Will he? How many co-signers does he have on it? Let's see if I can find on on it. Uh, the history it doesn't have any co-authors right now. Um, it has uh, gone into committee. It's gone. It's been referred to the election committee on Thursday. One of the seven hundred bills. So, um, but it doesn't have any. Um, it doesn't have any. Uh, and that, what we know about that, Matt? Yeah. Is that that is uh, Representative Murr's job? Uh-huh. Is to get those co-sponsors on there, right? Okay, that's that's what his job is to do. When it goes to committee, we know that it is his job to get the committee members to mm-hmm. sign on to that, and to get a card to the chairman of that committee saying we have support for this bill. We need it. When are you going to schedule it for a hearing? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, that's if you have job. enough uh, enough on there, in theory. Um, there was a bill, uh, what, three sessions ago that had 76 co-signers, and yeah. it takes 76 to pass. Um, under Strauss, and I can't even remember the bill, but there was a bill that came up that had 76 co-signers. In other words, just take it to the floor and it passes. Yes. Um, those, guys, those guys are saying, we'll vote yes we'll for it. We'll vote yes for it. it. Yes. They were all over it. And it never made it to the floor. And that was a, a speaker problem. That was right? a speaker issue. And that's yes. where we come. That's why we and you and I are always talking about Dade Phelan, right? Uh, the Speaker of the House, whose priorities came out last week, and the RPT chairman honestly thought that they were a joke. Yeah, he did. He thought yeah, it was a joke. It's a joke because they are a joke. If your if your first priority out of everything happening in the state, uh, and you're disregarding the Repu- the party that use the name you carry. Mm-hmm. And you ignore all of the priorities of that party, but then uh, your first priority is to uh, get rid of the tax on diapers and, and tampons. tampons. Yes. Yeah. It, there's, there's there's something there's amiss. something yeah there's something wrong, um, folks. Uh, we're going to take a short break and we'll be right back. And we want to talk about Monday, March the thirteenth. Can will you help me remember that, Angela? Yes, I will. When we get back. Yes. All right, folks. Y'all stay tuned. Rhinos hate him. I'm out. Come out wherever you are. He's Matt Log on the Hill Country Patriot. The Hill Country Patriot. All right. Thank you so much for sticking around. Thank you so much for listening to the Hill Country Patriot. We are your information 
station um, on your FM dial 104.3, 102.1. And you can listen to us live streaming anywhere in the world except for North Korea, Iran, and um, I don't know. I can never remember like Bulgaria. Kazakhstan. Or or like yeah, something like that. And, uh, Moldova. Um, but anyway, we have... Um, you can get us anywhere streaming, and when my mom takes off to Ireland here in a few weeks, she'll be listening uh, on the interwebs in Ireland live. So there's proof you can get it anywhere. And then what I do is I try almost every day, I try to take this uh, program up and clean out the weather and and uh, put and things like that that are not applicable, and I put them up on numerous podcast sites, and all you have to do is search for The Matt Long Show uh, or you could just make it real easy. Go to thematlongshow.com. Links, all kinds of information there, including the calendar. And you will see on that calendar an event coming up that the Fredericksburg Tea Party is putting on on Monday, March the 13th. We're not putting it on. We're just getting you there That's in, right. in comfort. That's right. That's right, Matt. We have uh, chartered a big bus, not just a van. A nice 56-passenger bus that will be picking up folks in Kerrville, Fredericksburg, and Dripping Springs. Mm-hmm. And so we're going to get you there to Austin for uh, Texas Values Faith and Family Day. And I keep telling everybody, this is the heart of the Fredericksburg Tea Party. And I think the heart of most patriot groups is faith and family. Mm-hmm. And so this is gonna, this is really a fantastic um event so many great people there people that are like-minded families it's definitely a family day the speakers are incredible matt um Mm -hmm. incredible we have we have abby johnson yes um who is a from the movie she not um the movie unplanned yes is her is her story yes it is it is and uh, how she went from being um Planned Parenthood's Employee of the Year to now being a pro-life leader clear across the country. Abby Johnson, it's going to be a real pleasure to meet her. Riley Gaines, who is the, you may have, uh, she made the news uh, this past year when uh, she ended up at the University of Pennsylvania and her all her swimming, her years and years and years of swimming Probably starting in middle school, yes. winning championships in like, high schools. Like, 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 like athletes do, Matt. Like athletes, like female athletes do. Yeah, and she like won Winda State and probably set some high school records and some state records and goes off to college, I'm imagining, on a swimming scholarship. I'm sure. And uh, all of this for women's sports. And then she ends up on the stage in second place behind a dude in a swimsuit, mm-hmm. a dude in a lady's swimsuit. Yeah, exactly, Matt. That And that's exactly the problem with this is that young women train and get ready for college, get ready for their college experience, and many of them use their talent for that scholarship opportunity. Mm-hmm. And right now we are seeing young women end up at college just like uh, Riley did um, behind a guy who decided that he wanted to, compete with other women i mean it's no with women he's not other women women. with women with women this is a man yeah there you go matt with with, (laughs) yes with women and and it's so discouraging so thank god for riley that she's out there speaking about this 
um, making it, making the headlines with it, Matt. Absolutely. And listen, here's a name you may not know, but you're going to get to know him if you are a homeschooler or you believe in in uh, the freedom of parents to choose the ch- education yes. of their child. You are going to be very impressed with Corey DeAngelis. Yes. He is absolutely impressive. He was up at the Capitol during the interim I believe testifying uh, during the interim. This guy is absolutely amazing. He has brought his happy self back to Texas and now lives in San Antonio mm-hmm. where he was born. But like all of us, had to run off and experiment with, you know, some other states. And then we we come running back to Texas. We with always a, come back to come Texas. Come running back yeah. to Texas and hopefully the purple washes out of our hair at some point in time and uh but cory DeAngelis is absolutely amazing yes. you're gonna love him um homeschoolers check him out look him up this guy is very very impressive um also just added to the list is uh lieutenant dan that's right so we're looking forward to having uh the lieutenant governor of the state of texas dan patrick is going to be one of the presenters um, and uh, I've been talking to Jonathan, and uh, listen, they have all kinds of great things planned that day. It's going to be an amazing day. If you want to ride that bus that's going to stop in Kerrville, Fredericksburg, and Dripping Springs, you need to get your tickets. You need to go to FredericksburgTeaParty.org, and there you will find it there where to get your tickets. Um, easy link if you get the newsletter. If you don't get the newsletter, Go to FredericksburgTeaParty.org, sign up for the newsletter, and you can get your tickets right there and uh, have your seat reserved on this luxury bus. And the tickets are very reasonable, Matt. These are $25. That includes lunch mm-hmm. So and the, and the event. So, Yep, ticket to the event, lunch, you ride up there, we'll pick you up, and if you're really lucky, we will uh, drop you off at the same place we right. picked you up. Just be paying attention and don't fall asleep on the ride home. (laughs) Y'all stay tuned for Lorraine. We'll see y'all. KRNH HD2.